It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday to you all. This is Locked On Cougars, your daily source of all things BYU, insider information, knowledge, opinion, news. Everything you need to know about the Cougars can be found right here on Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your BYU insider. Excited to be bringing the show to you today. It is the weekend. We have a Friday night football game tonight, an in-state rivalry. The battle for the old wagon will be will be taking place in Provo, Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium as the Utah State Aggies make the two-and-a-half-hour trip down I-15 from Logan to face the BYU Cougars. Should be an exciting game. We'll be previewing it here in the first segment on today's show. We'll also get to some thoughts on the BYU basketball program after their media day yesterday. That'll be in the second segment. And then in the the third segment, we'll give you my score prediction for tonight's game, as well as some other news and notes on the other teams in the BYU athletic department and where they're in action this weekend in quick hits. So there you go. That's the layout of the show for today. It's all coming up right now on Locked on Cougars. I mentioned yesterday I wanted you guys to reach out let me know where you're tuning into the show from, where you download the podcast at, where you're listening, etc. So I get to know you guys. I really enjoy getting getting to know people. So I would encourage you guys, reach out, follow me on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. Also follow the show's Twitter feed at Locked on Cougars. You can search out the community that's building on Facebook at Locked on Cougars there. I believe we're nearing 70 people and that's small, I know, but it's just started and we're building that community. We'll be doing some fun things with that. So thanks for reaching out. And today, the first person that actually reached out to me and took my advice yesterday, I'm going to reward him. That's Tyler Bergen. Um, he's on Twitter at Yahoo Bug. I like that name, Tyler. So he he reached out to me, DM'd me on Twitter and said, Pin Virginia. And of course, the pin reference is to David Locke's um, long running uh, feature on Locked on Jazz, where he would um, have people introduce themselves and they would pin where they were from. Not necessarily going to pin where you're from, but hey. Tyler's locked down Virginia. He said, my name's Tyler. I moved out to Ashburn, Virginia three years ago. Always been a huge BYU fan my whole life. We have a great fan base here. I do know that I have a couple of friends who have both lived and are from the Washington, D.C., that Metroplex area there on the border of Virginia and Maryland. I know the fan base there is great. He says, I throw some great game day parties in any game close to the east coast we are at thanks for the podcast i listen every day tyler thank you for being our debut um guest of the day our featured listener of the day i don't know what i'm going to call it quite yet give me your suggestions on twitter at jacob c hatch i don't know what i'm naming the feature but tyler is our initial i'm going to call it listener of the day so far and we'll change that if we need to but thanks for reaching out tyler i do know that fan base is quite strong out there in washington dc and the surrounding communities i had my grandfather uh, just pull back the curtain a little bit on my life was a longtime professor at byu in the political science department he actually was a critical cog in building what is now known as the washington seminar which sends byu students back to the washington dc area to work in offices of legislators also in some of the museums and other things that are in there in the dc area so 
I've my family's got a connection to the DC area. I've visited there visited there a few times and I love it. And I know the fan base for BYU fans is particularly strong in that enclave. So Tyler, thank you so much for reaching out. All right, let's talk about the Cougars and the Aggies tonight. We've been previewing it all week. This is gonna be more of a narrow focus of what players to keep an eye on from the Aggies and It starts and ends with, for the Aggies, in my opinion, with Jordan Love. Their sophomore quarterback, he took over the starting role last year as a freshman. Took it away from a senior. That should show you something. Very good player. And he has been the key cog to getting Utah State off to the 3-1 start they are. Love has completed 66.67%, so two-thirds of his passes have been completed for 1,070 yards, 1,070 yards, five touchdowns, and three interceptions on the season. He also has two rushing touchdowns. Jordan Love's not a true dual-threat guy. He can move, though. He can get himself out of trouble, but he looks to make plays down the field with his arm. If you've watched any of Utah State this year in that Michigan State game, Utah State couldn't run the ball. They were completely shut down running the ball, and Jordan Love single-handedly kept them in that game with some big-time throws. This kid is everything he's cracked up to be. I'm of the opinion that by the time he's a senior, he might be the best quarterback in state. He's just phenomenal. Nothing. He seems to be unflappable. That's one of the biggest qualities about him that I really enjoy. Matt Wells, who comes on the Zone Sports Network with my day job with David James and Patrick Kinahan on Monday mornings, mentions all the time just how um, how composed Love is and. BYU is going to need to get in his face. We talked about last week the pass rush being completely ineffective. I know a lot of BYU fans were upset that BYU didn't blitz in their mind. They did blitz against Washington. They didn't blitz a lot, but when they did blitz, Washington burned them. They knew where the blitzes were coming. They picked it up, and Jake Browning got the ball out and completed 92% of his passes, so he had a great game. Jordan Love has that same type of ability to identify where the pressure is coming from, get the ball out, and get it to a receiver that's open. So this game tonight, BYU should be able to, I think, relatively effectively shut down what Utah State is doing on the ground. The issue is, though, you're going to have to... You're going to have to deal with a passing attack that is absolutely phenomenal. Another receiver, two of the main receivers you'll want to know when it comes to the Aggies, starts with Ron Quavian Tarver. He wears number one. He's got 22 receptions on the season for 228 yards. No touchdowns quite yet, but Tarver is an NFL prospect. He was a JC transfer who has really blossomed up there in Logan, fantastic player, and Utah State has a tight end that people from Utah Valley probably remember in Dax Raymond, who's absolutely phenomenal. Raymond has 15 catches for 210 yards on the season. He's got one touchdown on the year. Played at Timpview High School. BYU kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say they overlooked him or just passed on him, but he ended up at Utah State, and he's had some injury concerns during his time there, but this year looks like he's fully healthy, and he is he is participating in a big way and being a big key cog to this team. Opposite of Tarver and Raymond is Jordan Nathan, a good ride receiver. I actually quite like Nathan's ability. He wears number 16. 
He doesn't have any touchdowns on the year either, but he's got 11 catches for 134 yards. All three of these players I've mentioned, Ronquavian Tarver, Dax Raymond, and Jordan Nathan, are averaging at least 10 yards per catch on the year. It just shows you what the Aggies do. They go down the field. They're not afraid to do it. And in front of uh, Jordan Love and allowing him to get the ball out is an offensive line that I think is a little bit overlooked. They, they're all returning starters from last year's team. I know Moroni Iniguez, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Utah State fans don't criticize me for my pronunciation on that name. I know he's been questionable in the lead up to this game, but there are two former BYU linemen on this team. The center, Quinn Ficklin, was a BYU transfer, and also Roman Andrus. He was a BYU defensive lineman, transferred to Snow College, transformed himself into an offensive lineman after after joining Utah State and is now a tackle for the Aggies. So plenty of motivation for those two gentlemen to go against their former team. And they will be blocking also for a rushing attack that has been explosive, but not consistent. Hopefully that makes sense. Two running backs you'll want to keep an eye on tonight. Gerald Bright is the main running back for the Aggies, wears number eight. He has 293 yards on the season. I'm sorry, 288 yards on the season, averaging 7.2 yards per carry, four touchdowns on the year. He had a 70-yard touchdown run, which sealed their win over Air Force a couple of weeks ago. And then his compatriot in the backfield is Darwin Thompson. Plenty explosive in his own right. 265 yards on the season, averaging almost 10 yards per carry because he has more of those big plays. He's averaging 9.5 yards per carry. He has six touchdowns, so 10 touchdowns between the two of them. And BYU is going to have to bottle these guys up. I mentioned the fact that it's not a consistent rushing attack. There are... What we've seen from Utah State through four games is they do like to run the ball. They want to keep it balanced, but they rely on explosive plays from their running backs. And Gerald Bright and Darwin Thompson, they're one cut away from breaking it off and running it for a touchdown, as evidenced by their 10 scores along on the season for Gerald Bright of 70. Darwin Thompson has 68 yards in his own right. So BYU is going to have to make sure they don't allow the big play to come from the running game because that's a backbreaker when it comes to what Utah State does. If BYU can keep Utah State, they'll run the ball. Let's, let's be honest. They'll run the ball. They're averaging over 180 yards a game to this point in the year. But if you can keep them from making the big plays and you keep that run game bottled up in the three to four yard per carry average, you've done your job for BYU in terms of not allowing the big play to come from the run game. The passing game is plenty effective. Like I mentioned, Jordan Love, fantastic. He's got plenty of weapons in the passing game beyond Raymond, Tarver, and Nathan. Jalen Green comes to mind, Aaron Vaughns. Thompson's been a very good receiver out of the backfield as well. And Carson Terrell, the backup tight end behind Dax Raymond, is a Lehigh High School product who's a good player in his own right. So, BYU is going to have to be ready for the big play potential of Utah State tonight. Can the can the BYU defense, after getting lit up a week ago, come out and shut down this Utah State team? Because in my opinion, BYU needs to keep Utah State in the 20-point range. And that's, I get that's a 10-point range, but they need to keep them under 30 points because the higher this score goes in this game, 
man, the scarier it gets in terms of a proposition for BYU to win because we haven't seen it quite the explosive offense that you would be able to rely on in a game that is a high-scoring game. Granted, BYU has played four P5 opponents, and their talent base is significantly larger than what most Mountain West schools are. I'm not saying that Utah State doesn't have a talent base. There's plenty of talent on this team, but BYU should be able to match up with these guys It'll determine the determining factor in this game, in my opinion, is if BYU can bottle up the explosive down the field actions and plays from the Utah State Aggies. So there you go. Some of the guys to keep it pay attention to on offense uh, for the Aggies. On defense quickly, I know we're running out of time. We've gone over in this segment. I didn't mean to spend so much time, but some defensive players you'll want to pay attention to for the Aggies include, in my opinion, the best defensive player is Tipa Nalii. This guy is explosive off the edge. He's an outside linebacker. He already has four and a half sacks on the year, seven tackles for loss lightning quick first step so if on either side whether it's Brady Christensen blocking him or Austin Hoyt they will need to be on edge and BYU may need to use tight ends and running backs to chip this guy to slow him down because he is so fast off the edge BYU is going to need to be aware of him. David Woodward, another good player on the outside for Utah State, leads the team with tackles, 40 on the year. He has one sack to his credit. Chase Christiansen kind of controls things in the middle. The former Stansbury Stallion, he has 31 tackles, second on the team up there in Logan. He's that middle linebacker that kind of cleans things up that are come up the middle. And then in the defensive secondary, I'm a big fan of Gage Ferguson. Good player, a transfer from Snow College, even though he's from the Cache Valley. 25 tackles on the year, two interceptions. Keep an eye out for number 23 patrolling the defensive secondary. He will make you pay if there's a pass that is Ari from Tanner Mangum. So there you go. Some of the guys on defense to keep an eye out as well tonight. Should be a fun game. I'm excited for it. I love in-state rivalry games. I think they. I think Utah State should be playing Utah. I think all three teams should have a nice little rotation going, but such is not the case currently, and maybe one day that'll be rectified. All right, we will take a time out here. Do want to talk to you guys, though, about today's sponsor, All Guard Pest Control here in Utah. Fantastic company. They do great work. Seth Baird, of course, local owner of this company, he has been absolutely phenomenal in supporting the show. I want to thank Seth and his team for taking the plunge with us. It's been fun to have him on board. What All Guard does is they have a singular focus on all pests, and that includes mice, uh, spiders, ants, whatever it may be, termites. They'll take care of your problem for you. They also don't believe in contracts unless you want it. He says if you want a one-time visit from All Guard to come out and treat your home, that's what they'll do. They're not going to make you sign up for years on end. If you do want a quarterly service similar to what my wife prefers, she doesn't want to see any creepy crawly things at all in our home. They'll come out on a quarterly basis every three months and take care of your home for the that season's type of bugs. This time of year, it's mainly spiders and mice as they, with the colder weather today quite chilly in the morning we're seeing snow on the mountains finally they're going to move inside and guess what they're moving inside your home so they'll come out all guard pest control will come out and take care of you they service all of utah county salt lake county up into wasatch county and they'll even go into davis county up north as well if you need them give them a call 801-851-1812 once again seth baird and his team at all guard pest control are here for you give them a call if you think you need some help 801-851 1812. Back with more in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. 
It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday edition of the show. Mention once again the show today brought to you by All Guard Pest Control. Check them out. Go to All Guard Pest Control. Call them at 801-851-1812. All right, BYU basketball held their media day yesterday. Of course, we had a chance to speak with them a week ago when they started fall practices, but yesterday was the chance uh, for the media at large to sit down in a formal press conference type setting. Uh, Dave Rose on camera at a dais there in the BYU Broadcasting Building. And he came out and he was his typical self, very optimistic about his team. And as would any coach at this point of the year, they haven't played games yet and they haven't had any losses, etc. But I thought there were some interesting comments from Dave Rose. He came out and he, in his opening statement, he kind of, um, if any of you are Utah Jazz fans, at Jazz Media Day, Derek Favors comically came out and said, okay, I know I'm going to get asked about this and my three-point shot. I'm going to ask about this. And he laid out the answer. He said, I'm just going to knock them out right now. And I felt like Dave Rose took a similar approach. He came up and he just kind of rattled off expectations for the team, who the starting five are going to be. Every question you can really think of in terms of general overview questions from the media, Dave Rose addressed them. So we'll start off with one of the comments I thought was quite telling in that opening statement, and it was about the expectations for his team this year. We've talked about it on this podcast with the BYU basketball program, and especially yesterday in our preview, that the goal for this team, especially with the talent level on paper they have, should be the NCAA tournament. It should be that each and every year. There's no reason why BYU should not be shooting for that. Granted, every program should be shooting for it, but the Cougars in particular should be. Dave Rose talked about the expectations for his team and what he expects from his team yesterday during his opening statement. So here that is. I think when, you know, every year we get here and and there'll be a question somewhere like, what are your expectations for this team? And so I I think that uh, over the years, you guys that have been here for a while understand that, you know, our expectations are to win. And we uh, we believe that we can win every game we play. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, I hope that there's a season that's magical like that. But uh, I also believe we can, you know, win a conference championship, conference tournament championship, and get to the NCAA tournament in advance. And and we've done that, and we've had real success with it. The problem is the last couple of years uh, we've been an, an NIT team, and so it leaves our roster with just a couple guys who have been to. Uh, the NCAA tournament. I think Luke's got two NCAA tournament appearances, and and uh, Daltz, uh got one. And you know the rest of the guys are are really anxious to put a season together that can help us do that. There you go, Dave Rose. Expectation is to win. He knows his team needs to make it back to the NCAA tournament because the NIT, great. It's a pat on the head. Good job on your season. 
But they have bulked up the schedule this year, this non-conference schedule facing teams like Nevada in the season opener. You've got Utah on the schedule, who's supposed to be pretty good this year. They're going to go to Mississippi State. They'll face uh, UNLV down there in Las Vegas, albeit at T-Mobile Arena and not the Thomas and Mack Center. And there's other big-time games on this non-conference schedule ahead of a conference schedule where, you're, where, where you'll face team a team like Gonzaga, who's a potential top-10 team each year year now Dave Rose knows what he needs to do and the expectation like he said is to win they want to make it back to the NCAA tournament they're putting plenty of pressure on themselves as they should and BYU fans don't feel bad about having expectations for this team to make it to the NCAA tournament a question was asked to me yesterday on Twitter let me get to it about the expectation for the Cougars and I I I thought it was a fair question because it came in and I looked at it and said okay I can understand that was two questions so Devin A. Western he's at Devin A. Western, his name on Twitter, he asked two questions. One, how many games does men's basketball win? Any chance the mediocrity stops? It depends on what, in terms of the mediocrity question, it depends on what you term to be mediocrity. Dave Rose has averaged 25 wins during his tenure at BYU, which is going into his 14th season. He's won plenty of games. I think the mediocrity in my mind is the fact that they haven't made it to the NCAA tournament where I think they should be gunning for and should be in there more seasons than not. I would say three out of four years, BYU should be in the NCAA tournament. That's just my opinion. In terms of wins this year, I mentioned that that schedule is quite loaded. So I would guess anywhere in that, let's say 23 to 28 range would be a phenomenal season. I'm going to guess it's probably going to be a little bit on the lower end. I would shoot for that 25 mark. And let's say they get the, the right wins with those 25. BYU should be on the bubble, firmly on that bubble, maybe inside that NCAA tournament field. Granted, you need to hope that teams like Nevada and Mississippi State and UNLV and Utah and these other NCAA potential teams don't fall flat on their face. And I wouldn't expect that they would, but you have to make sure, well, you have to hope and not make sure. You have to hope that they go out and take care of business in their own right the rest of the rest of the season and before you match up with them, that it helps your RPI or the, whatever the new metric is the NCAA is using that's already stupid, but... That's neither here nor there. That's a discussion for basketball season. We'll save it for that. The other question that Devin asked, let's answer that. It says, what are the additional sanctions that BYU officials mentioned they're expecting for the Emory situation? I asked the question of Dave Rose yesterday because we've been waiting on this, and I mentioned it on yesterday's show, that the NCAA enforcement phase of this investigation for the BYU men's basketball program at large has not been concluded yet. Nick Emery has been suspended for nine games. So we already know what he's going to be facing. So here was what Dave Rose had to say when I asked him the question yesterday about when these other sanctions, if any are coming, are expected to land. The Knicks reinstatement uh, has been completed, and we know what um, you know the, the issues are with that as far as him being able to, to, to compete after nine games. Um, and the enforcement part of it is still... Uh, we're waiting for to, to hear from them. And I think that um, we're looking, at least as a group, feel like uh, the, the closure to that should be sometime right around the, the first you know, of, uh, of November when we start. And, and hopefully we'll be able to get that and, 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 uh, and get it behind us and then be able to move forward. There you go. Dave Rose talking about BYU basketball. 
interesting, not expected to come until just before the season starts. If that comes it comes in at that point that it's a scholarship reduction or heaven forbid a postseason ban. Can you imagine how deflating a penalty that would be if BYU is they're starting out their season where they've bulked up the schedule automatically knocks them out of being eligible for the postseason? Man, that would just be a critical blow. And I, I would feel for the basketball program because that's just unfortunate. But We'll see. I'm not expecting anything that significant in terms of a postseason ban. I could see practice time potentially being reduced, maybe a scholarship reduction, and I think probation is quite likely. But like Dave Rose said, they're still waiting on it, and I know that they would like it sooner rather than later, but my gut tells me that he knows when it's coming, and he said, when he says the beginning of the season, beginning of November – that's uh, it means that the NCAA is still working through it. And of course, there's this NCAA corruption case with the FBI that I'm sure the NCAA has as priority number one. So hopefully BYU gets some resolution here in the near future and it's nothing too stringent or over the top. All right, we will take a time out here. Um, before we do that, though, I do need to talk to you guys about a new client who is joining the Locked On Podcast Network to advertise with us. And I'm very excited about this one. Those of you that have cable subscriptions probably have heard about the term of cord cutting and going to an over-the-top digital streaming service. I'm not going to lie, I have used digital streaming services for years now, and I'm excited to have Sling TV with us here on Locked on Cougars. They have all of the games you could ever want. Pac-12 Network, ESPN, the Fox Networks, Sling has it for you. And the best part is, you sign up for Sling, there are no contracts ever. $30 a month will get you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more in terms of your sporting options. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Devices. They give you live TV you love, only better. There's none of these extra channels, and you're not getting the the Food Network 1500th channel or whatever you don't want. Sling TV has packages designed for you as the sports fan if that's what you're looking for. Sign up for Sling TV right now. You'll get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. Like I said, I have been using, I've been, I've been a cord cutter for quite a bit now. I highly recommend it. I quite enjoy it. And check it out. Sling TV might be the right fit for you. All right, quick hits next. This is Locked on Cougars. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Friday edition of the show, getting you ready for a big game tonight with BYU and Utah State squaring off. We'll get to my game prediction in a moment here, but here with quick hits, I want to mention to you guys where you can find the other teams in the BYU Athletic Department in action this weekend if you are so inclined to go out and support those other teams. The men's tennis team continues to play in the ITA All-American Tournament. That'll wrap up tomorrow. 
I know their doubles team has been doing quite well, had a big upset. So hopefully the men's tennis team continues to perform. They're out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma for that tournament. BYU women's cross country and men's cross country are in action today. They're going to be in Logan, Utah for the second time this year. Granted, the first time was moved due to fires in the Utah Valley. And they're going to be competing in the Stephen T. Reader Memorial uh, this this afternoon. Women's team will go first, scheduled at 3 o'clock Mountain Time, followed by the men's team at 345. Of course, both the men's and women's cross-country teams are top 10 ranked teams. Men's number two in the country with the women's team number nine. They've been rising steadily with their wins early this season. So best of luck to the men's and women's cross-country teams today. Men's and women's swimming and diving are headed to Grand Junction, Colorado today for the Intermountain Shootout at the El Pomo. Omar Natatorium. So uh, best of luck to both the men's and women's swimming and diving teams. We'll have updates for you on Monday on how they perform there. Of course, the women's volleyball team, the top ranked team in the land, they are going to be in action tomorrow. It is their travel partner, so they only have the one game this week. They're facing off against San Diego. That'll be at 7 o'clock Pacific time. Oh, sorry, that's tonight. I apologize. It's tonight, October 5th at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Mountain time. Number one women's volleyball against San Diego will be televised or streamed on the W.TV. You can get live stats at BYUcougars.com. The women's soccer team will be in action against San Diego as well tomorrow. That's at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Mountain time. Broadcast also on BYU, on the W.TV and ESPN Radio, so check that out. The women's soccer team trending in the right direction, so we're, we're excited to see how they perform. That's where the other teams are performing this week if you want to go out and support them, some of them at home, some of them on the road. All of the schedules and the ways to catch the teams is listed on BYUcougars.com. So head over there. You can get all the updates. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for, my score prediction for tonight's game. I mentioned in the first segment that BYU needs to avoid allowing Utah State with allowing Utah State to get big plays. It's a critical component to this game because Utah State's coming into Provo extremely confident and looking for their first back-to-back wins over the Cougars since 1973-1974. 44 years of history is on the line tonight. BYU's defense, I think, is going to be upset after their performance a week ago. They'll be motivated. So I'm actually taking a low-scoring game in this one. I'm going to take BYU 24, right in line with kind of what they've been scoring early this season outside of the Washington game. And I'm going to take them winning the game 24-22. to I'm... Close game. I get it. I just feel like BYU is motivated to have a bounce-back performance. We're talking a similar thing from what the Cal game was to Wisconsin. Granted, this is a a P5 top 10 team to your in-state rival, so the motivation factors are different, but I do expect a BYU win. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jacob C. Hatch. Also, the show Twitter feed, Locked on Cougars, or you can send it to our Facebook page, Locked on Cougars, there as well. Before we go, I need to remind you guys about Vivid Seats. Of course, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace that's dedicated to giving you experiences that last a lifetime. You can see your favorite teams in action, or if you are a music fan, you can see artists perform live. They help you find seats to any of the live events you're looking for. Check them out. 
out, go to vividseats.com. Also, if you go to the Vivid Seats and download their app on the App Store or the Google Play Store, you can enter the promo code Locked On to receive $20 off your order of $200 or more. Of course, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by their 100% buyer guarantee. So check it out. Use that promo code Locked On as a first-time Vivid Seats purchaser. You can receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more. Fantastic offer for you guys. Go download that app, check out Vivid Seats, and use the promo code Locked On. Thanks again for downloading the show. We'll be back hopefully late tonight, maybe early tomorrow, depending on when I sit down to record, with an instant reaction podcast to the Utah State game, win or lose. That'll be coming your way, so just keep an eye out for that. And of course, we're covering the Cougars for you each and every day, right here on Locked On Cougars. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.